Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. Today is Sunday, January 24th, and I am here to discuss some NBA basketball uh, two-game early slate and a five-game main slate. So we're going to attack both of them. Uh, luckily, DraftKings and FanDuel have the same setup, so we're not having all these crazy different slates. Uh, we can just focus on these two and get it done. So uh, before we get rolling, I have to do a little uh, whining and crying. That's why I've got my all black on. It was not a good Saturday night for me in DFS. It was just, I'm sure all everybody out there has had those days, but Everything that could go wrong did go wrong today. So, you know, rather get all of that garbage out of the way uh, in one one fail swoop. But it started early with my PGA golfer, Charlie Hoffman, uh, hurt his back on the first hole. So he uh, withdrew, which messed up my lines uh, for this weekend, which I wasn't happy about. And then just with basketball, could not... Uh, pivot to the right guys. I had cousins in there. Obviously he was a slate breaker tonight, but uh, just wanted to do a little belly aching and, you know, also own up to, you know, every lineup every day. Uh, I am very proud of the record that we have here at Coach Talk and the winners that we put out on a very consistent basis. Uh, my NBA cash record on FanDuel was a remarkable 79.1% last season. Um, not at that number right now, but I'm bound and determined to get there. So uh, anyway, just wanted to share that uh, today is going to be a much, much better day. Um, we have obviously the two NFL games. Uh, they're playing at three o'clock Eastern and 640. So that's why I had decided to provide both uh, the early slate because we have Toronto Indiana at one and Oklahoma City and the Clippers at four. So there may be some people that want to jump in that one uh, prior to, to uh, football getting started. And then the evening slate, uh, there's two seven o'clock, two eight o'clock and a 10 o'clock game. So uh, you can definitely catch uh, on the backside of football, catch those. Now I'll be watching all the NBA games because that's, that is my sport, but I certainly will have an eye on uh, the NFL uh, with Andrew Hansen and Shane Caldwell uh, putting out their podcast. It actually is probably posted uh, when uh, right around when this one posts or a little bit earlier, but you're going to want to listen to that one. And then certainly uh, big DFS day for NFL with these two games. And they're both intriguing, very interesting games. Okay, let's get into the NBA for this wonderful Sunday, and we are going to hammer it. I'm just telling you right now, we're getting after this. They made me mad, so um, even Dirk's ticked off. He he didn't even have a smile. Those, those pearly whites, he was frowning earlier, so he's even mad, so we're going after it. All right, uh, early game, uh, 1 o'clock, as I said, Toronto at Indiana. Uh, right now, there's no line. There's only three lines up uh, this early, but... Um, you know, you've got two teams here that that uh, that can score. They have a lot of stars. Uh, right now, they're ranked defensively. Toronto ninth, 
and Indiana 14th. So not wide open basketball, but they both have uh, strong enough players to, to overcome uh, the defenses, I believe, here. Pace of play, Toronto's 14th and Indiana 17th. So very, very even, uh, middle of the road type of game uh, in, in that manner. Now, a couple of things uh, to discuss with this game. Again, it's a two-game slate, so we look at it a little bit differently. A little more people are going to be in play here. And um, so let's see here. We've got um, Kyle Lowry is questionable, and that's a big, big difference in this game because if if he sits, uh, for me, it brings Van Vliet as a plug-and-play uh, must-have. Um, he didn't step up as well the last game with Lowry out, but I have a lot of confidence that he can get it done, uh, and, I, and this is not a bad matchup uh, for him. Um, if Lowry's back, it shifts things a little bit. Um, I still like Van Vliet, even if Lowry plays though. Uh, and it might not be the worst thing in the world if he does, because, um, I think Malcolm Brogdon would defend Lowry in that situation. And he is a really good defender. And that would leave, I think, Van Vliet a little bit more opportunity uh, to get some easier shots with some of the, the rotation of the shooting guards uh, defending him. The, on the other hand, though, if Lowry doesn't play, I think Van Vliet, uh, you know, obviously his usage increases quite a bit. He's got the, hand, uh, the ball in his hands the majority of the game. So that's an upside as well. So Van Vliet is more than likely going to make my lineup uh, and be a, a decent part of uh, my build. As far as the other players go, uh, you know, if Lowry sits, there is that extra usage to go around. Um, I think that you've got to consider Boucher, even though, you know, Turner is a good shot blocker, Boucher uh, still can shoot over most people. He can hit some threes, pull Turner from the basket. And, uh, you know, he's going to get a, a lot of his stuff inside. Um, you know, the only other center that's getting any minutes for them is Aaron Baines, who usually starts off the game but gets very few minutes. Uh, they uh, got rid of Alex Len. I think he just signed as a free agent with Washington, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, the main thing is, you know, I think, you know, you got to consider Boucher, even though he's a little costly because it's a two-game slate. Um, I'm not as high on Siakam. His price is up there. I think that you know, he runs into a little bit tougher defense here uh, with Sabonis and, you know, Turner on the backside helping out. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Boucher getting a lot more opportunities because of that. So uh, I wouldn't eliminate Siakam, but uh, he's a backup play for me right now. Right, I'm focused on Van Vliet and Boucher on that side of the ball. Uh, one of my pay-up guys is going to be on the Indiana side. It's not going to be any surprise to you, but uh, Sabonis always is uh, at the top of my list when it's a matchup that I think that he can really take advantage of. And his strength in the paint is going to be way too much for Siakam or Boucher to defend. I think he'll bully ball his way uh, into a lot of points and a lot of rebounds here. 
uh, and I'm willing to pay up. Certainly in a two-game slate, I think you got to have him uh, as a key play here. He's the, the number one guy uh, I like from the Indiana side. Uh, if, you, if you need a value play here, uh, McDermott has seen his role change a little bit. He's been starting. He's been getting minutes, uh, but they are rotating now that Jeremy Lamb is back. And, you know, it's it really takes uh, McDermott more as a question mark play for me with Lamb playing. Lamb's not back to full enough minutes uh, to make a big impact. Uh, so I'm not going to go there. Brogdon's super expensive, uh, and you know the Toronto backcourt gets after it a bit. So I'm not going to go there either. So really, it's Sabonis for sure, and then uh, need to determine if if there's any value play uh, that I'm looking at here on that side. But as of now, uh, that that is going to be it for the exposure to that game. The second, and by the way, the Raptors are six and nine. Pacers are nine and six uh, in that uh, game. All right, the second one, the four o'clock game. This is the second and of the two games on the early slate. It is the Oklahoma City Thunder six and eight against the Clippers twelve and four. We do have a line on this game from our partners at BetUS.com.pa, and that line is the Clippers minus thirteen. So we're we're talking about a serious blowout potential here. That's one of the bigger lines we've seen in a couple of weeks. Uh, so that is a concern. However, the total is 222, which uh, is, is really solid. I think that's going to be a higher number than in the Toronto-Indiana game and is, is really going to uh, allow you to get uh, a little bit more exposure to this game uh, than the other game just out of necessity. Um, Right now, defensively, uh, defensive efficiency for these two teams, Oklahoma City is 21st, and the Clippers are 17th. They're getting up there. They were 26th. They're climbing, climbing, but um, you know they're almost to to the halfway point. I think that you'll see that that number continue uh, to rise because of the great defenders they have on that team. Um, from a pace standpoint. Uh, the Thunder are 11th, which aren't bad. You know, they, they do push the ball at times with, with, with Shea and, and George Hill and uh, Diallo off the bench. Uh, they, will, they will get up and down. Clippers, however, are 27th. They're playing very controlled ball, ISO ball with, with George and Kawhi clearing out, you know, and just controlling the pace of the game. So, you know, it is a pace down game, obviously, for the Thunder which, you know, creates a little concern there. I don't want to pay up for Shea in this game because of the blowout potential, because he has to face Pat Beverly and, and Paul George defense. Uh, and on top of that, uh, it's a pace down uh, game. So uh, the, the person I'm looking at with Oklahoma City, because he's such a value and he has continued to be, is Isaiah Roby. He's been the starting center. And he's been pretty effective. Um, he doesn't, he's, you know, his ceiling isn't that great, but his floor is pretty good. And if you're going to make some of the guys work, uh, we're going to have to get a couple of, of people in there uh, that are, are going to save us a few dollars. So um, we, uh, I'm, you know, so he's the one guy that I want to look at initially here with um, uh, Oklahoma City. Now on the Clippers side, 
I think there's a couple of good plays. I want to pay up for Paul George. I love the matchup here. Uh, I think that he, you know, he could smash. And uh, I, I think you got to look at him. Uh, I think that he's, if, you know, the goal is to fit for me to fit in. Uh, and it's not going to be the easiest thing, but it's doable. You can fit in Van Vliet, Sabonis, uh, and Paul George as the three pay-up guys. And then we've got some middle-of-the-road, uh, mid-price guys that we can look at that could could easily get value. And then a few good uh, pay-down options uh, with the likes of uh, Roby and uh, uh you know, possibly one of the Indiana wings. Uh, and then, you know, the other guy that you can look at with the Clippers that isn't overpriced anymore at all, and that's Serge Ibaka. So, you know, you're able to use uh, a center and, uh, you know, a pivot player that you can use both Roby and Ibaka on DraftKings. Uh, they're both centers. I don't, uh, Roby may be a power forward. Uh, on FanDuel. So there's a chance you can get both of them in as value plays that could both, uh, you know, have really solid games here. So uh, I'd say that's the the real core of the group that I like. And then, you know, we obviously, as in this COVID world that we're in now, have to wait for news, uh, certainly uh, beforehand. And this this podcast will be out plenty early. Everybody have a chance to listen to it. And then, you know, the best bet from there is to uh, jump in our Discord, you know, become a member, check us out at dfscoachtalk.com and jump in. And, you know, we, we follow everything throughout the day. We're going to be watching very, very closely uh, as, um, you know, this news breaks and as some of the lines are adjusted or come out and if there's any uh, player news, we'll make that change. And we stay with it in Discord throughout the day. You know, obviously, three hours difference between these two games in this early slate. Uh, what we're going to want to do is, uh, you know, watch this first game, get it uh, set up, get the lineups in, and figure out if we're going to make some have to make some pivots in the second part uh, and strategically set our lineup accordingly. Uh, and then we'll be in Discord uh, throughout the afternoon. Uh, for any news that, that does break if we have to make any of those pivots. So, you know, the good thing with with having like a pay-up guy like Paul George and then, uh, you know, a couple of uh, value guys like a Roby, even maybe, uh, you know, uh, a Lugans Dort, he's a, a scrappy guy. He's going to have to be in there a lot uh, to, go our, to guard Kawhi. Um, so, you know, there's some potential there with him. Uh, as well. So that's it for the early slate. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to be going over that. Most people will, uh, providers and podcasters will be uh, looking just at the five game main slate. But, you know, we are here to provide pretty much every game seven days a week in front of the paywall to get every, all of the information out there to everybody. So uh, hopefully that helps you get a great start to your day and, uh, then you keep on rolling with football and then, uh, the main slate. All right. Before we jump into the main slate though, uh, speaking of becoming a member at DFS coach talk, 
there is an, a phenomenal offer from our partners at betus.com.pa. So let's listen to that offer right now. Listen up, sports bettors. It's go time. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line. Earn bragging rights over friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity. And most importantly, a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, and basketball, MMA, golf, horses, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Now we have the best book in the industry teamed up with the best DFS provider in the industry. Make your first deposit of $149 at betus.com.pa with promo code COACHTALK and receive a free membership with DFS Coach Talk with full access to our DFS lineups in NBA, NFL, PGA, and MLB. The best in the biz. Sign up today to make straight bets, future bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook in the industry is committed to their users like BetUS. So sign up now and get on the winning side of the ball. All right. And I'll tell you, the offer sounds too good to be true, but it is right there. You, you know, you get the 149 to play on BetUS, and then you're in here with us and Coach Talk all the way until April 1st. So definitely take advantage of that. We'd love to have you. Also, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, I'll only ask that we have each podcast is that you take a second, hit the thumbs up, definitely subscribe to the channel. That's important. And hit the little alert button. This way, every time a new podcast posts, whether it's golf, football, or of course our NBA action, uh, then you're alerted and you'll have a chance to jump on that and see it right away. All right. The main slate. Uh, 7 o'clock start for the first game. It's the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics. Cleveland's 8-7, and seven, which is amazing. And Boston is 8-6, and six, which is pretty darn good considering they've missed a lot of people with COVID. Uh, you know, obviously Tatum remains out with, uh, with the uh, protocol, COVID protocol. And um, Cleveland had got back Garland the last game, which really, uh, you know, gave them a little extra offense. Uh, but they're playing really good ball. Uh, Boston has, you know, has been a little shorthanded, but they have hung in there. So this is a very interesting game. Um, defensive rating-wise, Cleveland's fourth in the league defensively. That's where why they've been winning. They are really holding teams in check. Um, Boston is 19th. A little lower than than they're used to being, but again, they've been you know really affected by uh, all of this. The people having to sit out. Uh, the only concern here a little bit is the pace of play. In getting the defense underway and and controlling pace, Cleveland's down to 28th in pace. Boston is only 20th, but you know there was a, a chunk of time there where they played without Kemba. Uh, now they're playing without Jalen Brown. So, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, those numbers don't really tell the, the full story. Um, you know, I like some guys in this game. I absolutely do. I think, you know, uh, we, we always pick on uh, the defensive backcourt of Cleveland. And really, the, the foundation of that was going against Sexton and Garland because uh, they, they are not uh, good defenders. So Kemba Walker is a guy that I really like 
in this game. I haven't rostered him in a long time. He was out. Then he was on minutes restriction. I think, you know, he showed the last game that he's back. He's feeling good. And I think he lights up this backcourt. So I am a uh, full plug-and-play Kemba uh, in this matchup. He's my, my favorite guy on that side of the ball uh, for sure from uh, the Boston side. As far as Cleveland goes, um, you know, I'm not uh, – Drummond is, has been terrific, and I like rostering him. But now that uh, Jared Allen is there – uh, and I finally call him Jared Allen instead of Josh Allen. Thank God. Um, but they're splitting minutes and they're not playing alongside each other. Uh, you know, and they're, they're just splitting minutes. I think they're going to eventually trade Drummond in my opinion, but it just makes at that price, even though he did grab, he had a 2020 game the other day. Again, uh, I just don't feel comfortable spending that kind of money when you have uh, a five game slate on uh, a center that may not get any type of extended minutes at all. Um, you can look at Darius Garland. I mean, he was he came back last game and he was firing. Um, I think you'll see Marcus Smart probably defend Colin Sexton uh, initially, but I think Garland will be the guy that gets a little bit more usage, a little more bump up, and he is a scorer for sure, and his price is right. So... I think he's a nice play on the Cleveland side. Um, you know, certainly going back to Boston, Jalen Brown has to be considered. The question is, can you fit him uh, salary-wise? And, I, you know, we've said we want to attack Brown and get and play him uh, when Tatum is out and vice versa because they lead Boston in usage by quite a bit. Um, but I think Kemba steps up a little bit here. It will be him and and Jalen Brown. So I, you know, I will try to make a roster where Brown fits in. Uh, if I can't make a a lineup uh, where I can make the money work, then I may look uh, to go back to the Cleveland side. Uh, Jetty Osmond has been very steady. He's he's been producing, scoring, getting some of the ancillary uh, stuff that that uh, assists and steals and things like that. So. You know, he's in consideration. His price has come up some, uh, but not quite priced him out. And then the last option for Cleveland is Larry Nance. He's, you know, he has consistently gotten the minutes. You know, we know Love hasn't played yet this year. And really, you know, Nance has been the guy that has uh, blossomed. He's playing well. He's shooting well. He blocks some shots. He gets a lot of rebounds. Now, he doesn't get as many rebounds as he used to because Drummond uh, scoops a bunch of those. But now that Drummond is splitting with Allen, uh, I think Nance can actually secure a few more rebounds playing alongside Allen. So he is in play for me. All right, game two. It is the Charlotte Hornets at six and nine against the Orlando Magic at seven and nine. And we do have a line on this one from betus.com.pa. Orlando's favored by one and a half. Over under is a paltry 215. Uh, defensive rating, you have Charlotte 12, Orlando 18. Not bad. Pace, nothing to write home about. Charlotte 19 and Orlando 22. So uh, really, this game is going to be pretty easy for me to review. Um I am just not comfortable with the Graham, Rogier, LaMelo ball split. Just uh, 
you know, very difficult to determine which one is going to go off. Graham had the big game last time, uh, but they've all taken turns doing that. So it's a little concern there. Um, and, you know, Hayward's a little price, pricey for me on this slate where there's some other buy-ups that I want to go after. Uh, so uh, in essence, I'm not playing Charlotte, but I do have an Orlando buy-up guy that I think uh, really needs to be considered in this game, and that's Vuk. Uh, I know he's expensive, but Vukovic uh, against Biombo and Zeller, they'll split minutes at center. I think he's just too strong, too big for Biombo. Biombo's a, a, a really smaller size center. He's more of a power forward size. PJ Washington, if he gets any run at center, cannot check him. And you know Zeller can can body him, but he, you know he's not as good as getting getting out there when Vuk's taking threes, and he's taking 5.23s per game. Uh, at this stage of the season. So I got to pay up for Vuk. I mean, he's one of the key plays, I think, in this afternoon slate. I don't want to go anywhere else. Uh, Cole Anthony's not a bad price, but he's very inconsistent, as you would expect as a rookie. Fournier's back, and he chunks a lot of shots out there uh, that really takes away from anybody else, really like Terrence Ross, uh, you know, and even Aaron Gordon, their, their, their usage dropped with Fournier coming back, uh, but Vuk's remained about the same. So this is going to be a one and done for me in this game, and it's going to be an expensive one, but I think that he is a necessity uh, for this, this main slate if you want to take it down. All right, third game, 8 o'clock game, Atlanta, Milwaukee. Uh, very interesting. It really... This is one of those that we have to watch the news. Uh, if you're not a member and you can't jump in our Discord, you can also follow us on Twitter. We'll post all that information up there of guys that are in and out and just keep our listeners aware there. Uh, we're all at DFS Coach Talk. Um, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic, and Shane is at D-E-T Sports Shane. So... The news, Trey Young questionable right now, um, and that's going to, you know, shift the entire game. Um, you know, if he's in, I'm not going to play him because uh, I really respect Drew Holiday defense and Milwaukee's defense is continuing to improve. Um, but if he's out, it changes the dynamics of the game. I think you have to, at that point, look at Kevin Herter. I think he'll handle the ball. A lot. I think that it'll open a ton of usage up for uh, DeAndre Hunter, who's uh, playing really, really good basketball. I like him whether Young's in or not. Um, but if he's out, then he becomes, you know, one of my highlighted plays. Um, you know, it's hard to go say anything negative about Clint Capella. I mean, let's just smash last game triple double with 10 blocks. I mean, I don't expect that, obviously, against the Bucks, but, you know, his price is still fair. And, you know, if, if you can fit him, I mean, the, the dude's a rebounding machine. He's, uh, he, he, you know, he gets it done. So I think Collins is a little overpriced, and he's going to face uh, Giannis defense right in the chops, so not going to go there. 
Um, on the Milwaukee side, there's a guy I'm going to roster for the first time uh, in a long time, and that's Drew Holiday. I see just a, an improvement. Uh, I think he's getting more comfortable with the team. They've played, uh, what, now 14 games. So, you know, being the new guy in this year, you know, it takes a while to get that continuity. And I just see him gaining confidence, gain, gaining his teammates' confidence. He's looking for more shots. And Atlanta's backcourt is not uh, strong defensively. So I think Holiday is a, a fair price and a fair play for today that uh, could do very well. Um, I know Middleton is playing his absolute eyeballs out. I mean, he's been awesome. But, I, you know, I'm not as high on him here because I think he gets DeAndre Hunter defense. Um, you know, but there are, you know, there is a possibility uh, you know, uh, salary-wise, if if I don't go with one of the other pay-up guys, if I something happens in the Clippers game, and I'm uh, not the yeah the uh, Clippers game's afternoon slate, the Boston game, if Jalen Brown isn't going to make my lineup, then it may be Middleton that uses that salary for me. But uh, it, also, real quickly here, as far as defensive efficiency, this is a shocking stat too. Would you believe that Atlanta is sixth? That's how they've climbed to eight and seven. They've just defensively, uh, Capella, Hunter. I mean, those guys specifically have been dead stoppers. Uh, Collins is, is, is improved. And a couple of their guys off the bench are defending well. Milwaukee's 11th. So I bet you, I, I never thought I would say Atlanta's defensive efficiency is higher rated than Milwaukee's, but it's true. Uh, Milwaukee's is improving, though. They they struggled out of the gate a little bit. So, you know, that is a little bit of concern about wanting to stack this game, and a lot of guys in this game are expensive. Um, and, you know, the other thing is the pace is good, though. So you've got Atlanta 10th and Milwaukee 6th. So they sort of cancel each other out and create sort of a, a, an even kill game as far as determining whether you want to stack it or not. Now, if Trey doesn't play, you know, Milwaukee playing at home could, could smack Atlanta around a little bit, although they're playing better ball. But if he does play and it's a little tighter, then it'll make a lot of these guys a, a lot easier to roster. Um, I'm not going to pay up to the top dollar for Giannis. I wish I could, but, you know, if I'm putting Vuk and a few other guys in there, uh, it's just not going to be able to afford him. And, and I think that, you know, Capella protects the rim. Collins protects the rim. Um, you know, Giannis is Giannis, but I am a little down on him the way he's shooting the three ball and at the foul line. Um, he's just, you know, doesn't seem to be completely in sync. And that, that's a big, big amount of salary to use on a guy. Um, I'm also going to fade Brooke Lopez this game. Just don't feel it. I, there's so many pay down centers with Robies and Abacas and uh, pay up to Vuk. And I just, I have no more room for any rotation of centers uh, on this slate. All right. We're down to two more games to complete everything here. We have the Washington Wizards. They haven't played forever, it seems like. Their games have been canceled. They're uh, a paltry three and eight against the San Antonio Spurs that are eight and eight. 
Now, you know, this is an interesting game. Um, no line on it yet, but Washington is the second worst defensive team in the league. San Antonio is down uh, at 16, so somewhat middle of the pack. Washington is still playing at the fastest pace in the league, and San Antonio's moving the ball at 13th. Um, there is some news this game that we have to watch for, and it's the two point guards. Russell Westbrook is questionable, and uh, DeJounte Murray is also questionable. He rolled his ankle pretty bad the last game. I can't imagine that he's going to play. Um, I do expect Westbrook to play, though. That's Again, those are both unofficial, and we need to follow that news on Discord or Twitter tomorrow. But, you know, obviously both of those have a lot to do with uh, who, who you want to play in this game. Um, I like this game. It's, it's possibly my favorite game on the entire slate, believe it or not. Uh, it, well, I guess it's not hard to believe. Washington, when they're in there with their bad defense and their pace, I guess it's an easy game to like uh, pretty much every night. But, you know, my my other pay-up option on this card, and I know this is like the fourth one, but I'm only going to be able to play a couple of them. But Bradley Beal, I mean, you know, he's rested. Um, he's incredible. And, you know, if DeJounte Murray doesn't play, that definitely hurts the backcourt defense for the Spurs. So, you know, Beal's got to be number one out of this game that you're looking at. Um, second, you know, is a real weird one, but I, I, and again, it's another center, so that's not going to do us a whole lot of good, uh, maybe on, in a GPP. But Robin Lopez should get the majority of center minutes. Uh, they signed Alex Len. I don't know if he's ready to play yet or not. And uh, they've just been, you know, crushed with with injuries. They, they still have... Uh, uh, the the rookie uh, Adbia, uh, you got Bertans out, Troy Brown out, Hashimura out, uh, Wagner's out, and we know that Thomas Bryant uh, tore his ACL. He's out. So, you know, Lopez is going to get the uh, big chunk of minutes at center, and I think that puts him in play as another paid down guy. Um, you know, those those are the two guys that I would look at right off the bat. Uh, even if Westbrook's in, I'm not going to pay up for him. Can't afford uh, any more pay up guys. But uh, that's where I'm looking at from the Washington side. On the San Antonio side, another value play that may allow me to get three of these big, big dogs in there is Patty Mill, Mills. If Murray doesn't play like I'm expecting, I would assume Patty Mills absorbs the good chunk of uh, those point guard minutes. Um, White is still out, so, you know, it really falls in, in the hands of Mills. And he's tough, man. We know that, you know, all the way from the Australian uh, game back when they beat the USA, and he just drilled drilled the Americans with big shots and steals, and, um, and that was against the, you know, top team USA. So I like Mills. I respect him. He gets it, gets it done on the court. Uh, and at his cheap price, if he's going to play 25 to 30 minutes, uh, I think I think you got to use him. It makes uh, the salary work. Um, other than that, the, the the other guy that I really like here is Demar Derozan. I I don't see Washington having uh, a matchup to stop him, and he really has stepped up recently. Um, we've you know we've had Johnson. 
the rookie, you know, uh, come up and down and do decently. Second year guy, I'm sorry. Uh, he's had some good games, but he's had some games where he's just been average and his price is high. Uh, LaMarcus, same thing. Aldridge has been, you know, he's hit some shots and had some decent games. And then he's had other games where he's just not really doing much of anything and they end up playing Pirtle. So there's a little bit of a split there. So I'm all about, uh, you know, DeRozan in this game. His price is still fair enough that he's not a huge payup guy. Uh, and I think you could certainly consider him uh, in here. I wouldn't mind having him and Mills uh, and Beal, Lopez, and uh, and be done with it. So uh, decent value there. And I think uh, you're going to get a lot of DFS opportunity. All right, last game. It is the solo late night sweat game, 10 o'clock, two hours later than any other game. And it is the New York Knicks at 8-9. Against the Portland Trail Blazers at eight and six, and believe it or not, we have a line on this one. Even though it's the latest game, it is Portland minus three and a half, and the over/under is two thirteen and a half. I have no idea how it could be so low with the way Portland scores. The only thing I can think of is New York is the third-rated defensive efficient team. Uh, they do slow it down and control pace. Um, Portland's missing CJ McCollum and, uh, they're dinged up, you know, they obviously lost Nurkic. So they, they have had trouble scoring. So I expected this to be, you know, around 218, 219. So this low is really shocking to me, but it makes sense when you look at it. Um, Portland is 27th in defense though. So, you know, the Knicks are going to be able to score, uh, and Portland is the ninth fastest team. So, it's a big, big pace up game for the Knicks. Knicks are the slowest team in the league. So you have a pace down on the Portland side. So let's let's you know discuss this game and figure it out. You know, it's it's always nice to have a little exposure uh, late night so that you're not just sitting there uh, with with zero PMR left and, and you gotta sweat out every point everybody gets, but you also can't just let uh, you know the fact that it's the late game dictate forcing somebody in where if it was scheduled at the same time as the other games, you wouldn't play them. So, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword for sure, but there are a few guys uh, that I would consider here again. Yeah. You know, I'd love to, yeah, sure. I'd love to say, let's get Lillard and Randall. You know, you can't afford all these guys. And obviously I've shared some pay up guys that I have. So let's look at the guys that are value. I think, you can do worse than Alfred Payton against, uh, you know, a Dame Lillard defense. He's not bad at all. Alec Burke, since he returned, is playing a really uh, big role as, you know, that second guard. Uh, I think he's going to get a good chunk of minutes here. And again, it's against, uh, a you know, backcourt that's going to rotate guys in that aren't that great defensively with Lillard and Gary Trent and a few folks like that. So Burks becomes an option, I think. Um, not actually as high on R.J. Barrett this game because he gets uh, Derek Jones Jr. defense and, uh, you know, Randall's going to draw some Covington defense, which he's too expensive anyway. Uh, you know, the guy that you can look at here, I, I just hate to do it, though, but at Mitch Robinson, you know, he's always a danger to get in foul trouble. We all know that. 
Uh, Noel's getting some minutes. We know that as well. And Robinson's usage is only 11%. So it is a tough pill to swallow, but this is the type of game he could be pretty dominant in. And Cantor is one of the worst uh, interior defenders in the league. And, you know, they've rotated some guys and tried some uh, Harry Giles, I think, is a guy they're bringing in off the bench. And uh, but, you know, I, I'm not going to go there probably with Mitch Robb because there are so many centers that I like uh, and some pay down ones, I think, that are good value. But I do think he's dangerous to, to have a good game. So if you're playing that late solo game in a showdown slate, uh, you know, don't don't uh, pitch Mitch, if you will. Uh, I think you still can use him um, on the Portland side. Lillard is mega expensive. And so, you know, uh, I think New York's defense has just been so scrappy. Uh, yes, Lillard's going to have massive usage without McCollum. And he's always, it doesn't matter who the defense is, if he's going to step it up, um, you know, he's going to go after. But this is such a low total game that, you know, I just don't want to use the dollars there on Lillard. Um, there's a super cheap option that you can go to here with Rodney Hood. He's starting at the shooting guard, guard spot with McCollum out, and he's been efficient. He's stepping in. Uh, he's long. You know, that left-handed mid-range jumper is, is really deadly, and he can also pop a three, and he's a good defender. He'll get some stocks for you. So uh, as a value play, I think he's a nice little option there. Um Covington has been so incredibly inconsistent. You know, his price is phenomenal, and they're going to need him in there to guard Randall, and, you know, he's going to get the play. But the question is, can he make some shots? He's not shooting it well. Um, You know, but he is an option at that price at a position that isn't really loaded with much talent today, If you're, especially if you're fading Giannis. So, uh, you know, he becomes an option. All right, that is it. You got the early slate. You got the late slate, and we've got football going. So it's going to be an absolute phenomenal Sunday at Coach Talk. We'd love to have you join us. Check us out at DFSCoachTalk.com, and uh, that'll do it. So enjoy your Sunday. Hopefully you're watching this bright and early, getting your slate ready, getting your lineups locked in. And then remember, you know, you much can't win in NBA DFS if you don't stay tuned in to all the news throughout the day. And you got to be ready to pivot. I mean, we've got late swap on all the sites, so there's no reason to get stuck with a guy that's, you know, been ruled out or limits, uh, minutes limit or anything like that. So stay tuned. Uh, if you make it easy on yourself, jump in our Discord and we will f- be following that news. Uh, on the second, we got a big team of guys that uh, get it done. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to finish out this week uh, today with with really a big shout out to our our entire staff at Coach Talk. They put all of this together behind the scenes on social media. You know, obviously Andrew Hansen, Shane Caldwell, Joe Stanton, um, Tyler Pitzer, Dawson Servati, Brett Trimble. And I knew I'd forget one person. Who am I forgetting? Uh, maybe that's it. Me? <laughs> I guess that's a person on my count list of, of when I'm throwing it out there. But uh, 
yeah, they, they all do a great job. I really appreciate them. And, uh, you know, the teamwork gets it done. So uh, we appreciate all of you. We, we thank you for listening. You know, we have a lot of really uh, uh, great listeners that tune in every day. And I hope that this information is helping you. Uh, you know, it, it at least get you, get you an initial build that you can uh, be competitive with and then uh, go from there. So keep the information coming in. A lot of questions, a lot of comments on YouTube, which is great. We really welcome those. Also on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Um, and our, we're uh, DFS Coach Talk at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, and uh, we're just out there enjoying it and it's going to be a great Sunday. So thank you so much for listening in and we will look to be back tomorrow for sure. I'll be here with Andrew doing a big Monday slate in the NBA. So we'll be looking to crush it again tomorrow in DFS. Have a great day.